Never would have hitchhiked to Birmingham if it hadn't been for love. Never would have called the train to Louisiana if it hadn't been for love. Never would have run through the blinding rain without one dollar to my name if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for love. How's it going? Welcome to the What's Up podcast. My name is Brenton Birdall. <coughs> I am your very excited and enthusiastic host this evening as we have a very, very special episode in store for everybody. I have not one, but two very, very uh, well-articulated, intelligent, and interesting fucking people for you this evening. Um, f- first off, uh, I have my original guest, which is Sam Wagner, back for another appearance. Hello. Thank you for coming again, Sam. We we had a large um, request and a large crowd that, that just had to have you back, so uh, I had to jump on as much as I can. And then we kind of have a little out of left field. We have uh, kidnapped uh, Mr. Chris Rubb from the Good Talk podcast. What's up, y'all? How you doing, Brent? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. Oh man, thank you so much for coming. This is uh, this is gonna be fun. It we is gonna be fun. The duct tape after we were done. We were done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. They were very gentle and thorough. It's, it's okay. It's gonna get. It's gonna get really quick, really quick. Right. Uh, but I, I think we're gonna make it. You know, I think uh, the trifecta of of different uh, of different outlooks and the trifecta of different uh, mindsets are really gonna are really gonna play play well together. Well, the potential the potential energy alone is palpable already in the room. So me and um you know um me and me and Chris have been in contact. We've been kind of doing their side by side thing. They're doing the good talk, doing great. I'm one of their biggest fans. I, I really can't express how big of a fan I am to the Good Talk, the support that I've gotten from you guys on Twitter, um, the listenership that we kind of mesh together. It's has so damn much fun to do. It is. It's almost like I can't believe that I get to do this. Podcasting has become like, that's. it's now my therapy. It's my favorite hobby it's just uh, it's, it's changed so the way that i've amazing. listened to conversations i loved it. oh big time yeah i'm like i gotta write that down yeah. i want to talk I, about well, that just, i so much appreciate the art of of actually it's not i'm gonna call it an art because i get pretty sloppy with it but you couldn't call it art at all in my case it's just so amazing to sit down and have these conversations that you wouldn't have otherwise you you to actually call them up on purpose set an intention we're gonna sit down we're gonna have a great talk it just yeah like you can't do this at work you can't do this sure. at you know your family life you know sometimes you get the bits you and pieces that yeah. make you want to do it but to set the intention and yeah. sit down and do unintentionally it. you get conversations like this maybe once or twice a one month, out of 15 you know one yeah. out of 15 like <laughs> when you when generous. you decide to engage in a conversation conversation with some people the you don't always get what you want, but when you go into a situation like this, all like we're gonna talk some shit out, sure. we're gonna figure out, you know, we're gonna figure out how it affects us, um, and we're gonna like, you know, we're just gonna try to put a funny swing on on the yeah. things that are happening, but yeah. but not everybody has the ability to like call out, I guess you could say. Yeah. So me and Sam have been working on this episode for a little while. I, I uh, it's been a busy couple of days. Um, Sam really busy took schedules, too. busy yeah. schedules, busy work schedules. Chris, you're a you know you're a busy guy as well. We're kind of touch and go. We're all kind of touch and go. We're in Very we're much. in an industry where it's like here today, gone tomorrow. Busy today, wait tomorrow. Kind of a situation. So um, it's just pretty crazy that we all ended up uh, in my basement yeah, and are able to feels fortuitous. So, but 
one of our, my plans for this episode of Sam was uh, we kind of touched on a whole bunch of topics having to do with, uh, you know, North Dakota, the history of North Dakota politics, what the um, roundtable NPL is all about, what you guys believe in, what you're, uh, you know, what you're headed towards. And, uh, you know, we, we had so many things we wanted to touch on, touch on because in this kind of climate that we're in, this political climate, there are so many fucking things that need to be talked about. Oh, and it's fast God. and furious at it, this point. Like, yeah, unbelievable. North Dakota-wise, national-wise, you got the first 100 days of the Trump president. Presidency, you got only eighty-eight days in the bi or in the biennial uh, meeting of Congress here in oh, yeah. North Dakota. Like, you know, this only happens once every couple of years, and maybe a special session here and there. But really, like giant cluster fuck at the moment. Yeah, everybody's just run ragged, sure. and it's a brutal marathon. Like, just getting here. You go, you work in Bismarck, you, you know, you do bills, committees, all that five days a week. And then you just get in the car, drive back home to your district. Then you're doing town halls then you're doing, you know, meeting with constituents and it, it's just running all of our congressmen ragged. But, you know, I bet. Yeah. Put them to work. Earn that fucking 200 oh, yeah. grand. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I don't so even sorry. think it's that. I think, I'm going to be like, I think, oh, a, no, I think a house member you're makes right. about, uh, I think they make about. 3600 or not 3600 but uh 36000 plus per diem really? if they don't that and then i think the speaker's like maybe 80 something thousand dollars so not great money it's it's not but for considering that you're only working you know That's 80 true. days of the year okay, every two yeah. years you know yeah uh, uh so you're talking like on a local level or you're talking the house or the US I'm house ta- of representatives no i'm talking the um um state the state, state house. house, okay. Because um, yeah, house yes. representatives, those guys are state. those guys are pushing to two hundred. probably one seventy four a year uh, is the actual average. Yeah, and how yeah. much soft money on top of that? I mean, come yeah. speak at my yeah. event. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Well, well, yeah. This is what you're up against. Kidding tonight. or not, that's what happens. This is what you're up against tonight, Sam. My well, smart ass, just in the no background. heck, <laughs> no heck. Even a lot. You're gonna take I've my seen... tax. I'm gonna get yeah. my taxes back. <laughs> Tinker germs. Turkey germs. I'm moving to Canada. (laughs) So in this plethora uh, of many, many interesting things that you have to choose from in this basket of political fucking biscuits, (laughs) what will you pull first, Sam Wagner? Well, I think uh, let's talk about Heidi Heidkamp. Let's talk about compromise and basically uh, just how compromise can go wrong. Um, a lot of people, you know, I think we when, are, we're all familiar with that. Yeah. A lot of people, when we talk politics is always, why can't there be compromise? What, what's going on here? You know, you've got the liberals, you got the conservatives, you know, why can't we get along? We're ideologically different, you know? Yeah. We're all ideological, different, ideologically different, you know, but even, uh, even in the party itself, like you have so many different points of view, like the Republican Party, you have the theocrats, the libertarians, the neoconservatives, you know, the Trump supporters, you know, basically the anti-establishment there where they're basically all, you know, ripping together at each part. They're going to put us in FEMA camps. Well, no, we got the documents. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like, let's face it, the people that got elected because they love Jesus more than the other people, you know, have a completely different agenda than the people who, you know, ran you know say in a northeastern conservative fiscally you know right yeah so, so let's talk compromise yeah. then so the question is you know what do you compromise on why don't we compromise you know 
sometimes I would say that compromise isn't always ne- or isn't probably the best way to go. Like, for example, if I said to you, I pull out a box of beautiful kittens here. If I say to you, you know, hello, you see these kittens? I'm going to brutally murder these kittens. Like, I'm going to take a Louisville slugger, and there's going to be bloody pulp everywhere after I'm through with it. And I'm not going to clean it up. (laughs) I'm going to leave the kitty mess. (laughs) So let me compromise with you. How about half of these kittens? You can save half, and then I'll just brutally murder them, you know? (laughs) At first, you're completely appalled at the idea, but when offered that solution, you have to almost... Consider for a second, like, would I be willing to take that? that Collateral offer? kitty damage. Do I, do I save half a box of kitties and, uh, and give up a little bit, or do I stand on my morals and watch yeah. as every one of them is decimated? So in a lot of ways, what I see with this is, like, a lot of situations with, say, Medicare. You know, we're talking yeah. about cutting Medicare, but in the real reason, should we? We, you know, to quote Jeff Goldblum, we got so uh, worked up on whether yeah. we could, we didn't ask if we should, you know, like, and that's where you start wondering, you know, where you have a left and a right argument. Sometimes it's being pre- it's being presented as two choices, but a lot of the times you're not seeing that there's a third choice. Right. Like, for example, when you're saying in gay marriage, if you say, hey, you know, the people who are for gay marriage are just as extreme as the people who are against gay marriage. Right. If you look at it, though, that's not the extreme. When you talk about no gays getting married, the ideological opposite of that extreme would be forcing people to get gay married. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, a, talking, it's like an Indian arranged like marriage. Well, the actual freedom lies with, in the middle yeah, with Billy the, down the street. Yeah, the You're marriage marry equality him. actually is right. the middle the, ground. The equality in that and, sense. and the right to make the choice of your own volition lies in the center. A lot of the times we see ourselves asking, should we be cutting welfare benefits? Should we be, you know, and a lot of the times it's the Democrats saying, well, okay, we should only be cutting them, you know, maybe one or two percent. Whereas the Democrat or the Republicans are possibly saying, hey, we need to be going, you know, 25 percent, 30 percent. But the other side of it is, you know, or the Bernie Sanders side of it is like, you know, why don't we, you know, actually expand it to help out these people? It's a legitimate argument, and I do think it needs to be discussed. But we have two people on these sides that never seem to want to discuss that. You know I think I'm that saying? it comes down to two things and two very important things, and I think you can you can build a lot of things around this. We can make many different mm-hmm. conversations about this, but it comes down to the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. So there's a separation in this com- in this country, in my opinion, of the haves and the have-nots. If you're if yeah, you so have connection to a have-not, but you've made it and you are a have, then you're going to have a compassion. Or if you've ever come. If you've come up as a have-not and then come, you know, come into a situation where now you have, but there's some people that don't ever get that yeah. opportunity. Right. So I think that's the divide, and that's the that's the middle of the road. Right. The haves want to keep what they have, and the right. have-nots yep. um, have a different mentality. They don't think that a mortgage is obtainable. They don't think that a car loan is obtainable. They only live their life based on their surroundings. Yeah. If you were grown up, if you grew up yeah. in a in a surrounding a, in a impoverished um, upbringing, you don't know any different. No. So this thing that you've been receiving your entire life or this way of life that you know, what your parents may have done as good as they could for you, but it still falls back to, say, like EBT cards and food stamps and things. 
But then it's very easy for the haves or the people that have found success or yeah. worked very hard to get it mm-hmm. to lose sight of what it was like to feel helpless where you couldn't get that yeah, job. Right. Yeah. And that's that's there is compromise, but yes. the only people that are making decisions are the haves. And sure. in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the people the way I think that the have nots are making decisions and they're being vocal about it, but just not in a way that gets attention. No. Because money, what gets you attention? Power. Yeah, exactly. Money. Yeah. So let's talk about Heidi Heidkamp now. Heidi Heidkamp recently has been showing up a lot in, uh, I have seen her uh, in the background of a lot of Donald Trump signings right yeah, now. I saw and, that just the other day too. Yeah, I thought she's that was back in it. The, the coal one. The coal one. Oh, yeah, the coal um, one. Okay. For she those is, of you that don't. She's on board with that. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, um, what the Donald Trump administration has done recently has rebuilt repealed a temporary Obama-laid law executive order that prohibits dumping uh, coal residue into the stream into streams and water basically so and this is the like warmed water um, of like when they burn coal to make ele- electricity this is the like the warm water that they pour back in or what is the byproduct I believe it's actually bio or what's the I'm, I'm completely run- unsure about runoff this. it's basically uh, because I know that Removing there's a, all regulations to it, though. Right. You know. To make to make power with coal, you have to heat water. No, no doubt. Right. Right. Yeah, right. It's, 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 it's and then steam. steam. So then, well, is this is this a warm water? Is warm this water? No, this is for mines. For mining, like, oh, mining right. like mining. strip mining yeah. operations. Because I don't think yeah. that there's any water involved in strip mining operations. Yeah. Not to my knowledge. Okay. I'm just. I would, uh, yeah. I don't know what you would use water for in a mine. God damn it. What's going on with the coal? I know with uh, mountaintop mining, like in West Virginia. Where they're blowing uh, out. Where they're blowing, blowing that out. out. And then rainwater, if that comes, if oh, you don't clean irrigation that. irrigation control. If you don't, if you don't clean like, that yeah. properly, then that can flow down. Yeah. Because if you're in particularly you might, you in might mountains. Or, by the you know, time you're at the bottom of that mine, pretty contaminated. Well, as we, as we talk our way through, we might as well educate ourselves. Yeah. You yes. Know? So, so go on. I'm sorry. Coal runoff. She, they are, uh, they were, they're for or against being able to put this into streams. And for how, it. <laughs> they're for it. And how long has yeah. this been happening? And what, um, and what effects has it had on the well, environment? As far as I know, uh, abandoned a, mine drainage. I think. This, it, yeah, this was a this was a practice pre uh, Obama administration, but Obama had signed an executive order saying that this has got to stop. Um, Congress, well, you, you know, the whole story there, they've pretty much blocked just about anything and everything over the past eight years. It's been the game. Um, and so there was never really any, uh, attempts to codify it into the law or anything Mm. like that. And typically over the past eight years, uh, the government has been running with a steady stream of executive orders, last minute compromises, like the debt ceilings, very, uh, very notable one. Oh, yeah. um, Every time they threaten to shut the government down, yep, the there's government a, there's sh- a, a yep. midnight meeting and a signing of a piece of paper that turns the yep. lights back on at the Washington Monument. It's also yep. a so big deal. Exactly. It's called the, they're calling it the, um, as a uh, 45, oops, sorry, I just yeah. put a little bit of the speech in there. Uh, it is the surface mining stream protection rule. Yeah. So surface mining of any type, I'm guessing has to do with irrigation control. If they put sure. a fucking new highway up, those like rolls yeah. of straw that you see, that's irrigation control, okay. or, or not irrigation, that's, that's erosion, erosion control. control. Excuse yeah. me, erosion control, yeah. because erosion, when you start moving the earth, things start 
move dirt moves with gravity and water and 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 it starts it can fuck things up downstream big time. so yeah. now what i'm getting to with my initial uh, talk of compromise here is now heidi is heidi, about she's yeah. she's compromising she, and backing this yeah, coal backing and, this, or, and in all reality like um which would normally go against what you think heidi heitkamp would be about progressives and her well it's not necessarily surprising at the to be honest, like coal is very big in North Dakota. Right. It's very right. obvious we that have oil large and mines, Falkirk oil, mine. yep, um, oil, coal, all of that. However, the one thing that does kind of um, make me wonder about it is, you know, why choose this issue? Like to back, you know, as a Democrat, I can see people, you know, want still saying, "Hey, we back coal," but you know, let's back coal and you know regulate it. So right, yeah. why are you standing here, you know, when they're stripping off one of the key, regulating you know, key regulations? You know, that's my question here. And then the other uh, issue is uh, Scott Pruitt and the EPA. Now, Heidi was actually one of the two Democrats that broke rank and actually, you know, actually voted in Pruitt. That's that fella. He's been he he sued the yeah, EPA he, like nine times, I think and now twelve he's been times actually to run it or something like that. Yeah. So I'll be honest. You know, I don't keep up with this kind yeah. of stuff. But, so uh, you know, when I look at that stuff, I understand that she's trying. She obviously looked at her constituents, realized that sure. she had sixty three percent of Trump voters. Yeah. But at the same time, I wonder sometimes, like, is Trump going to even make it to twenty eighteen, and is it a good idea? to tie yourself to anything Trump if you are a Democrat at this point. How would he not you know? make it to uh, 2018? Um, there's a lot of things that could happen right now. Um, the Michael Flynn, uh, the Michael Flynn implications. Yeah, that's that's not done blowing up yet. This isn't going to be done by a landslide. And one of the, one of the most dangerous factors to this, to the Trump administration is going to be is the fact that Trump has pretty much made most of his campaign aides members of his White House. So oh. if the charges start flying, like he's going to you know, kind of take down quite a few cabinet members. That can in take one... down quite a few people. Sure. This We haven't seen anything like this since Nixon, to be honest. Really? Um, Nixon, to give you a little bit of precedent with this, was... Had a whitewater scandal, the whitewater scandal, of course. And that happened during the election. Nixon actually won by a landslide. Like we're talking Reagan Mondale type landslide. Actually, um, it was he was one of the few presidents to get over 400 electoral votes. So that's Damn. that's enough to, you know, there's 538 total. Yeah. So and Trump won with 303, if I remember like correctly. Just over was, 300 or something. Yeah, just over 300. So to kind of give you an idea of how much, yeah. how many states you have to win to well, get let's that. Let's just break this down. What the yeah. fuck happened now? So one of... Yeah. So to Flynn. basically tell you, um, you guys... Well, you, you always guys know, know Sam, this. You, when you come on to this yeah. podcast, yeah. it's usually fart jokes. Yep. <laughs> so we need to find like a fifth grade. Uh, uh, ladies and no, gentlemen, Mr. We're talking, Samuel the Wagner. National, the no, national security um, actually, advisor. I have a perfect analogy for this. I love your analogy. Um, You're gold. No. Uh, so everybody loves Futurama, right? I yes. fucking love Futurama yes. Headless so much. Spiru Agnew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the vice president. Right. Mr. Headless. Under Nixon. Yep. Under Nixon. However... 
Um, after all the Watergate, first thing that happened was actually Spiro Agnew was the first one to resign. It yeah. was called the uh, Saturday Night Massacre. Okay. It was Spiro Agnew, an attorney general, and a couple other people that ended up getting I- implicated, and they all resigned. Gerald Ford becomes vice president, and then basically they say... Now was, was Ford... So at that point, would he have been like Speaker of the House or something in order to bypass Agnew nope. like that? Um, or how, did if, that, how did that work out? If uh, a vice president goes down, like if they die, they resign, whatever, um, it's actually a matter of um, the president gets to appoint a new vice president if the vice president steps down because there's no chain of command oh, issues. So, and since Agnew went first before Nixon, Nixon was able to appoint Ford. Yep. And then Nixon resigns. Ford gets in. Right. Ford becomes president. Yeah. And actually, the only president ever to not be elected <laughs> was uh, Gerald Ford. Gerald yeah, because he wasn't either. He wasn't on the ticket. Yep. Well, no shit. I never thought yep. about it that hmm. way. But yeah, you're right. Yep. You are a uh, cornucopia of political <laughs> you information. Put, you put yeah. a wrinkle in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so we're pulling it back. Compromise. Yep. So, so what? What's <laughs> going on, Heidi? What are you doing? We're compromising. Yeah. You're making. Bro. You're making so, moves. What, do, in your opinion, Sam? What's her move here? Her move is obviously trying to play the center, trying to um, throw the net. The, throw the net. Now, uh, Brenton and I were talking about this other concept. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Are you familiar with the Overton window? No, I can't say I am. This is my segue dance. Okay, yeah. I love the segue dance. So, okay, let's imagine imagine you're sitting in a boat, and there's a huge school of fish sitting in front of you. Now, the fish are all swimming like they normally swim. Like, they're typically in a school, but for the most part, they're kind of all over the place. You have some outliers that are way on the right. There are some outliers that are way on the left. Now... Same thing with people um, on all political spectrums. You have a bunch of people, you know, few that are out far right listening right. to Infowars and yeah. talking about the yeah. lizard people. Yeah. And, and they're raping they're our the, children in the fourth dimension and it's pizza yeah. game. Black, black helicopters. <laughs> and then you got the people on the We've got the documents. Far left. I have people. They, who basically also believe in the lizard people, but just believe that Inter- they, interdimensional the lizard people uh, screwed Bernie Sanders interdimensional out of the pedophile vampires. Yeah. <laughs> he did the wrong yeah. dance at the gathering, but uh, forgot the dip. Yep, uh, Breitbart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. crazy, right? That oh, shit God. is fucking crazy. That was a, the Grove yeah. uh, Bohemian Grove place. Yep. Oh God, bro! Yeah. Like, come on now, you can't do that. Normal and then expect people us to don't think have that... fucking yeah. weird. What are they seance? Screaming rapey ser- seance. Weird with, like, rapey seance. Virgin yeah. blood and virgin seance. Yeah. Yeah. Goats and But anyway, shit. I mean, this is <laughs> not fucking good. Okay. No. Let's pull back from okay. goat raping here back right. to the fish analogy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were no, we were getting yeah. into my wheelhouse. Yeah. We'll uh <laughs> we'll get it back into the goat we'll raping. We'll get it back to you, Sam, but it's yeah. going there by the end of the night. <laughs> yep, we will talk goat raping in a little bit, we, all right? We we just kettled we'll, you. We'll put a pin in that. Yeah. But uh anyway, so the same thing is with with the right and the left. There's people of all political spectrums. There's fewer right. on the... And what happens is, is that the Overton window is basically a slice down in the middle of that large group of people of what is the most acceptable to, you know... Sure. Where so, will the herd stand? Yeah, where does the herd stand? Right. You know, on gay marriage, right. on what, you know, whatever yeah. issue you have. 
So it's basically so basically what I feel it's with Heidi hiding is a centrist viewpoint. What's not going to get yeah, you throw the net with. out that gets the most people? Yeah. Uh, right. How do I sit in the yeah. lazy, comfortable middle? Yep. Yeah. Well, and right. But at the same time, you wonder. I, that, that's how we should look at it. But our our officials, no, I'm saying that's what that's not how it should be. Shouldn't look at it. That, no. No, but we should we should look to live our lives like sort of somewhere in the middle in terms of our our policy and what we believe in. That doesn't right. mean don't go out and work hard and, and you know attain things and grow and expand yeah. and, and be awesome. But like that that is like the heart of true compromise is yep. coming coming from a centered place already. Yep. But now you here's the, to, if you come from one end or the other, you have to change your view to get to the middle. But now here's the issue. There. Now here's the issue though. The fish don't stay in the same place though. The right. fish, yeah. you know, every and this society is called, moves. This is called what, Sam? The Overton window. Sure. So as you have different candidates, different um, ideal or mm-hmm. different war, you know, wars, um, depressions, recessions, unemployment, you know, unemployment, all of that stuff, it changes the mood of the country. So it basically makes the center populace. It makes the center look different than it actually is because you don't just assume that all the fish are just swimming in the center. Like sometimes you can have something like Nazi Germany where they, you know, all the fish just swam, you know, way over to one side and thought that, you know, thought that gassing Jews was okay. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that or escalated quickly. In retrospect, well, not I'm, even gas, so not sure even gassing. Not even gassing Jews, but more along the lines of just basically of d- completely right. discriminating yeah. against yeah. them. Because actually, most people in Germany didn't really know that they were doing that type of stuff. Of they like allowing. That. I don't think yeah. the Holocaust was ever fucking socially accepted. Well, no. It, well, they didn't know about well it hidden. though. Yeah. They were basically told that any Jews or the people that disappeared but just the round- went to these nice labor yeah. camps. The rounding them up and the shipping yeah. them out of of your. I think that's still fucked up enough yeah. to be concerned. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty concerning well, yeah we pulled that same shit to the japanese americans exactly. in, in world war ii with oh yeah yep That's we true. put we put japanese americans american citizens in internment camps in yep. is that was that we in hawaii slaughter them no that was in california in that california. was in oregon west coast you know what Washington. that, that like you know, sparks a memory i read a book in we school didn't about slaughter that. them but that's fucked but you put them yeah. in a in a concentration camp. Fuck yeah, we did. Concentration camp gets really thrown in with the Holocaust, but prior yeah. or, right. or, or well, it just means ladder, to concentrate to a concentrate certain group a, of people. Yeah. And it's really and one thing that you have to watch out for nowadays too is that there's a lot of people out there trying to change the language, trying to change the yeah. you know stuff like. Let's face it, the alt right is white supremacists. You know, yeah, like, I think we can call them that yeah. by now. Like, really. <laughs> You well, really, at least well, they're like white yeah. nationalists. And, at the very uh, least, yeah, white nationalists. They, they, they pretty much want Europe, uh, that, a European feel to America to remain in perpetuity. Like they don't want yeah. to have our There are people to you know, saying it, hail yeah. victory, which sure. is the English version of Zig Heil, you know, really? like that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in yeah. history, what, uh, where, what in this political environment, what's the closest thing that we can relate this to of like history repeating itself? Is well, this completely native? Oh, is this a very is a new form of? Is there anything that we can relate this to? And I then would, by saying that the alt right is like a nationalist, almost like white supremacist, um, I wouldn't necessarily. You know, we have to keep our bloodlines. Yeah, I, would, I would call it. Like we got to keep European our bloodlines. Culture purist and uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. My wouldn't second ne- question or my follow up would be: what what countries uh, follow that right now? I would actually say. Um, 
one of the things that really happened or one of the one of a one of the prime examples a lot of people like to say nazi germany but i really don't think that always applies um i do think to an extent like our war machine is very very comparable to what nazi germany's was so i can see some of those comparisons however with the style of leadership that trump exhibits I'd almost say he's more of a Mussolini type um, than he is a, or maybe even a uh, Hugo Chavez or uh, like. Here's a question though: Were was Mussolini or Hugo Chavez were were they influenced by the people's opinion? To were extent, they were they pleasers? Like, um, Benito Mussolini was a very was a strong man. Um, Would you think that? Do you think like that, he was, you think Trump is a pleaser? Oh yes, I do actually. Yeah, um, and does he share that trait to be loved? Yes, like he, he abs his ego. Is that a separation to Mussolini? Well, because what Mussol- to... Mussolini ran on a platform. What is? Um, very, she, okay, so we're uh, back to fart jokes. Who the fuck is Mussolini, Sam? Benito Mussolini. He was the Italy World War II. Yep, Italy World War Two, and um, Benito Mussolini was a man who kind of came into power by accident in a lot of ways like he just happened to kind of in be a, the de facto in, in a fucking guy nutshell, and um, but what he, yes, happens all what did time. he stand for what but was, what's, he what? ran on a platform of a new roman empire like hmm. it was literally make italy great again <laughs> like, oh awesome you know? did they have red hats no uh they had black <laughs> shirts Christ. oh fuck but it's got to be something yeah you know uh the brown shirts with all that um, I can't shirts, remember. Uh, I, jacket, I'm pretty gold sure it was. Jacket, who yeah. gives a shit? I'm pretty so sure what it was you say uh, that black make shirts. America great again and the the Trump and the uh, deplorables and this whole situation. It was this. Is does this this like what can we can we take this back to anything in history? Can we relate it closely to anything? Well, yeah. Um, it's all about lost honor. Like when you talk about Benito Mussolini and Hitler and uh, Francisco Franco, he was the uh, he was the military dictator of Spain. Um, Spain- Franco's grandfather let me go. Yeah. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> and uh, wow, I thought he was just talented, but I guess he had a door in. <laughs> what you saw was daddy's money. Yeah, what you saw was the losing side of the war. Um, basically, you know they. World War One was a war unlike any other. Um, there's a really good documentary of it on Netflix. Uh, God, I got to get the name of it some to you. Um, but since he doesn't have a plug for yeah. Netflix, I'm going to give you one. Yeah. It's called The Men Who Made America. Watch yeah. that on Netflix. Oh, yeah. my God. Change so life. good. Yeah. Not just, I'm just going to. You learn all about J.P. Morgan. If, yep. if, if you're going to, if we're going to throw uh, Netflix yeah. drops and you, and you, and we don't have one there, I'm going to yeah. drop that one in. Uh, okay. I mean, it, it'll Fair eat enough. up a great amount of your time, folks. Like, but, buckle up. So this is. But what happened with World War One was so much bloodshed. It was such a stalemate. Like. The war itself was fought in series of feet and miles. Yeah. Like, whereas in World War II, you saw people gaining, you know, right. gaining 20, 30 miles a day in some of the Blitzkriegs and that yeah. type of stuff. Air um, supremacy allowed for it, a, lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of advancement. Um, but what happened was, is that Germany totally thought that their war was winnable. They just had been betrayed by the politicians back home when they surrendered. Um. So... 
what happened was with that and a lot of the allies, like Italy was the was on the winning side of World War One, and they got screwed over horribly too. Like they had a couple hundred thousand dead people and just a few territories to show for it so you know stuff like that is extremely disheartening and what you see right now is a parallel to that in america where basically a lot of people feel like you know the white man has lost a lot of status you know since because it was built on and um, i mean and even to an extent like the um you trapped me into yeah. fucking. You've trapped me into this, Sam. Yeah. You've trapped me into like agreeing with you on some shit that yeah. I wouldn't normally agree with. No. Um. God damn it. it. Yeah. But basically, like, you. Uh, there was a. There was a pompousness. There was an yeah. arrogance. There was a pompousness. There was, a, there was an uh, arrogance. There was a right. There was a. Uh, um. What's the word I'm looking for here? A. Uh, almost like a. Yeah. The world owes me this. Yeah. But even then, um, like. You, I've even uh, I was talking to Jason Shuffletowski a little Shout while. Shout out to Jason. Yep. Um, uh, count out podcast. Day. He was actually he was talking to me about how the third person in his hometown just committed suicide recently. Really? And like this is something that happens, you know, over rural communities all over America, sure. and the Democrats haven't paid attention to them, and the Republicans haven't paid attention to them, and you're basically going, you know, like oh everybody's also you know. Worried about the inner city. Hell, we're dying on meth and guns and, you know, having our, Fucking heroin. you know, our main streets dying. We just got a, you know, a count, little country bar, but we don't have, you know, any businesses to say, you know, right. say the least, you know. It, the, man. A lot of times focus, uh, but you have to realize, too, every state that you go to, in traveling from state to state, you see mm-hmm. these little uh, agrarian or kind of small yep. town situations that were like a railroad where they had a yep. uh, a grain a granary. Yeah, that's grain North elevator. Dakota. That, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's what it was. Um, and, Interstate comes. Yeah. And to bring this full circle uh, with that whole with that whole point is that a lot of Trump supporters are like small town. Um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of small town, really, the, the way I want to tie this back to Donald Trump and the way I want to tie this back to, um, uh, you know, the party system, because that's what we're here to talk about, mm-hmm. um, is if you live in a town of 800 people and the only fucking human contact you have is at the bar, pretty yeah. much the majority is going to swing your drunk fucking thoughts. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you're right. There is a large epidemic in, in a lot of uh, small towns. Yeah. There's a large... You talk about West Virginia. You talk about what happened to those people. Yeah. You talk about the drug, uh, the, the drug epidemic in West Virginia. I have friends from there yeah. that live here now that have watched their family just dwindle. You know? Yeah, Did right. you ever see... Um, <clears throat> it was a PBS documentary called The Dancing Outlaw. Uh, no. Roscoe P. Maybe something. I- this does sound familiar yep. now. And then now it's the the uh, the wild or the wonderful something. Is it the the white wonder the world the one, world of whites? Worlds of whites. But the yes. first one was the Dancing Outlaw. Johnny Johnny Knoxville made the documentary. He did. But the first one yeah. was a PBS documentary about West Virginia and okay. like the backwoods West Virginian lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Those people have been, I mean, decimated. You, yeah. And you, at the point, it's like guns, God, and religion. That's, that's it. You know. That's it. And coal. And coal for those know. people. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, North now, Dakota. Oh, I was actually going to um, interject and go, okay, 
let's talk solutions now. We need to talk like, small town. We're going to talk small town before we get out of it, but we have to tie all of this together. My first yeah. question was, <laughs> yep. is there anything that, that um, you know, has Trump emulated anyone? Do you, who's Trump's mentor? Who the fuck does he look up to? Everybody looks up to somebody. Question. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Who's he following in? Who fucking sat him down? Or who got man, him on a golf course? I think course? the man in the mirror has a great deal to do yeah, with what I Donald think Trump As does. arrogant as somebody is, there's always well, somebody there's in the shadow. Of course. I think, I think, a father figure, a fucking business I think mentor. To, I think if we have to talk really what drove Trump to even run, I think it all stems back to 2011, the president's ball where Donald Trump was... Uh, Basically, he was invited, and previously to this, he had been hounding Obama relentlessly about his birth certificate and all of that. And so, like, anyway. But did um, he ever show it? Did Obama ever show it? Yeah, Obama showed his birth certificate. Oh, but not the long form. And the way that he did it, though, was one of the. uh, one of the things I always liked about Obama was if he did something, he almost did it in a troll way. Like he, uh, he was really good at trolling people. The way he announced his birth certificate, he actually cut off the finale of the apprentice to announce it. He and show did. It. Yes. Oh, snap. A battle, <laughs> a battle of Titans. Entertainment so, wow. meets political. I did not know that. So, so what happened think... a little bit later though, Holy was fuck, they invited him to the, they invited him to the president's ball and uh, Obama just laid into Trump like he had pictures of the what the Trump White House would look like. And he had like Barack you know, Obama was fucking yeah. witty. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Had a whole comedy. Give him credit. He had a whole comedy routine about it. And Trump is just sitting in the corner like this. Oh, like just, you just can just you see do. the steel yeah. gaze in his eyes. So this, no, was, this was, was like a, take a joke. Like, this was no a vendetta. And. I guarantee the reason that you, Donald fucking Trump is our president right now is because of vendetta. that moment. Yeah. I would I would stake my life that on it me. if he wrote a biography. I like he would it. say that moment right there. I've had many <laughs> spiteful moments that I would never have found the um, drive or to go be the president. No, because not to uh, be the president. But you know what I'm saying. You've been, uh, you know. But yeah, he didn't decide. You've to been run in situations in where people have challenged you, and you had yeah. to prove sure. yourself. Yeah. And proving yourself became very fucking simple. And right. going that extra mile to prove yourself yeah. becomes much easier when anger is involved. It's an yeah. anger-driven, um, you know, emotion. Yeah. yeah. So um, your theory, yeah. Sam Wagner, is yeah. that it all started at the presidential ball when the apprentice, you're fired, got cut off, and, and then Barack was like, started. What's yeah. up? Uh, all my syndicated homies and we're about to going, pop this off. Fuck you, Donald. Say something. And Donald's like, yeah, because he's he like the little Hulk kid Hogan's that got theme music. Yeah, like, right. I am a real American coming in, <laughs> <laughs> and then comes in carrying a it was steel like, chair. It was like little Billy at the fucking on the fucking playground that got knocked down during fucking smear the you know yeah. or whatever <laughs> King of the Hill. Whatever. And then he's like, I will never let that guy get me again. And he goes and gets little barbells in his basement. And he's fucking drinking protein shakes and kissing his muscles in the mirror. That's Donald. Yeah. Donald's like, I will rise. Drinking a raw egg at yeah. dawn. Yeah. What's his wife's name? Melana? Or- yeah. Slapping Melania. Melania, bring me raw eggs, but cook them. And I'll drink, eat them. Listening, watching fucking watching Rocky, Rocky 20 watching times. Rocky fucking air punching <laughs> he's shit. A bum rock. His fucking his uh his shadow boxing skills match Ronda Rousey. It looks like he's got fucking. Yeah, they're both equally atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're both uh, just terrible. Punching the air. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off. Nope, it's here. all good. So, 
back. So there you go. I didn't yeah. know that. Holy yeah, fuck! I, no idea. I don't think anybody knew that. <laughs> um, that's the thing. I, and another question I have for you, and I'm going to let you take it again because you take it in places that I would never be able to. But as a nonpartisan league, um, you know. How do you guys, you get together every year and say, hip, we're still going Democrat. You know, like how talk that through. Um, to kind of give you an idea of it, uh, ever since the 1960s, the nonpartisan league has been aligned with the Democrats technically. Because it looks been, out for the farmers and the, uh, and the AIDS and the things like that yeah, to support agriculture. Basi- basically a pop- populist and I will say this socialist. Um, okay. Some of the more socialist the people. Roots. Yeah, um, still did that. Lloyd Omdahl's probably the last remaining uh, true NPLer standing uh, at this point. But um, so today, what, tomorrow, we wake up tomorrow. And but we're, what we're looking at right now is um, come uh, come March fourth. Uh, if any of your listeners are North Dakota, are in North Dakota at all, at Ben Franklin High School. At uh, Ben Franklin High School. If now keep in mind, if you live in the Cass County districts for this, this is only Cass County. Um, what we're looking at is we're doing the uh, Democratic reorganization or reorganization um, meeting. We're going to be electing our party, cha- our district chairs, and that type of stuff. I believe I'm actually going to be running for an officer position. Really? Um, Congratulations, Sam. I'm sitting uh, by a politician. Look at this guy. Politicking with a politician. Who would have thought, half, Chris? Half, not me. Yeah. Nope. Not me. Just a bunch Halfway of thinking our uh, our chair in District 22 actually died a couple weeks ago. Oh, so no. we're sorry to hear that. District 22's kind of in shambles right now. That's where we lie. Um. Yep. That's where we lie. District 22 uh, represent what? What? Where you? Or you? Uh, yeah. You, or yeah. What? I mean, uh, I'm a, I'm he's on his way. Nomad, yeah. But, uh, he's a man of the land. Oh, okay. Right. Well, where's your physical address? Yeah. Actually, in mine, not technically. The sky. Okay, so on the you're moon. Yeah, so you're uh, probably in the high 30s then, or something like that. District 38. Oh shit, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Hot I mate. show up to several voting booths a year. <laughs> you <Okay>. fucking guy. <laughs> I go to the highest bidder. I th- isn't that what everybody? We're does? trying to get. We're trying no. to get them into the 22. That's no. what we're doing. I think. Um, yeah. But anyway, what we're doing is we're gonna sell them a twin home. We, uh, I've been talking with several people. We're going to try and get a few people to, um, share some districts. And hopefully when the state reorganization meeting comes on April 8th, I believe that's in Bismarck. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try and, you know, mold the democratic party into a more populist party rather than, uh, the corporate, corporate Hillary, Le- Hillary, Heidi Heidkamp leaning side than what we've seen in the past. So you're going, so, you're going Bernie, not Hillary. Uh, yeah, I believe that we can do a lot of the stuff, or a lot of the ideals of Bernie Sanders can work very well. I believe in the state of North Dakota. Um, tying back to when we were talking about the decimated rural towns and like that, a lot of things that we'd like to see um, party wide is um, obviously uh, we'd like to see high speed internet come to rural towns. Um, huge that would be huge still running dsl in some areas for running businesses we have the telephone lines and that type of stuff there is no reason we can't you know use that existing infrastructure and try to you know make uh 
make high speed internet accessible, accessible to smaller to, smaller, to smaller communities. And by doing that, you can level the playing field in businesses because if you can ship out of these small towns and get communication out of these small towns, I think that we can do a lot for our economy. Um, second thing that's happening in the Senate right now, there. Hold on a second. So is internet? Is their internet? So what's offered for their internet connection? Is that really? A, is that affecting business? Well, yeah. If you can get like a hundred megabytes per second, you know, like, and actually be able to get some large servers out in small towns, like, right now, yeah, it's that's a space. real issue. Oh yeah, you can if you can get high speed internet out there. Like that's one of the that's one of the uh, issues that can really help a business or help people looking for perspective, you know, perspective yeah. places to or, go. Or yeah, like it would bring uh, yeah. it would bring biz larger. It would be make it more uh, sustainable for larger businesses to look at smaller yeah. areas. Say like your tax rates your Horaces or yeah. your yeah. Harvey North Dakotas or, or, or you know I, yeah okay. I think in a lot. I of had ways no idea should, that that was a fucking issue. I right. mean, we should be looking at Gwinner, for example. If uh, Bobcat Gwinner Spiritwood Gwinner Gwinner yep. supports Bobcat uh, Bobcat um, Dusen very yep. large. Uh, and then we've got over every skid steer Bob, yeah. bobcat skid steer that you see out there today. Yeah, I go throughout the United States, east to west coast. Everywhere I go, made there North is Dakota. a bobcat skid steer on site. Of course, and made in made yeah. in North Dakota, Milner, uh, yeah, Milner, exactly. North Dakota. Gwinner is the uh, I guess you'd say sister town to Milner, yeah, right? You got the John Deere plant out in Valley City. You've got uh, the Case IH dealer or the Case yep. right uh, yep. cases in Fargo, large uh, production plant yep. here in Fargo. Um, you've got over in Spiritwood, you've got Cargill uh, doing their malting and that type of stuff. Cargill's out there. in Minot as well for collection. Um, yeah. Uh, Cavendish is out by Jamestown. Like, we do have a lot of plants. We do have some industry. I believe uh, John Hoven was probably instrumental in a lot of that type of stuff. And I think what we can do is we can continue to diversify North Dakota. Um, second thing that we need to do. Uh, like I said, non-renewable energy like solar, wind, North Dakota can be can be a leader in this. We're the Saudi Arabia of wind, wind energy. and solar. You know, did you see the solar yeah. uh, field they're putting up down the way? Oh, really? I did Actually, not see that. Actually, uh, a pretty good friend with the um, he is the vice president um, for uh, Cass County Electric hmm. and their solar initiative down here. I'm actually planning on purchasing a, um, I'm purchasing my first solar panel. Oh, cool. You can yeah. purchase a panel or a half panel, mm -hmm. and then you get a uh, discount right. for what you. So whatever the solar produces, then you get a discount towards your Knock your bill. Out. Yeah, exactly. But you're, but you're an owner. It's almost Disc like buying into a stock. But you're yeah. buying into a. Sure. I almost look at it too That's like cool. this. Good, really good for them. Um, Fuck yeah. You know we have drinking so beers with a bonfire with this guy. It's like you're the VP of fucking Cass County Electric. Yeah. I drive by the other day and he's yeah. standing on a fucking podium with yeah. news cameras, and I'm like. This yeah. fucking guy. Nice. I mean, yeah. We have. Uh, My wife's got connections. She's fucking deep, dude. Yeah. We have, just, you know, a lot of. We have a lot of roofs on our buildings. <laughs> and there's no reason why we can't put solar panels on them. But what's the life cycle of a solar panel? That's a big thing. The initiative on the there, East Coast, you see them all over yeah, the place. Ten we, years? When it, when it comes down to the technology. Here we go, Rob. This is where you shine, brother. When it comes down to the technology, we have to be patient. But the thing is, we have to be patient, but we have to be always willing to revise our opinion on something like for example uh solar energy as we've grown it's grown too our first opinions of solar energy wind energy all these things were things that were not quite ready yet not quite there not quite efficient yeah. enough 
um, maybe a little too complicated, not reliable enough, this, that, and the other thing. Well, in the meantime, in these last 20 plus years that we've been, you know, like aware, conscious beings growing up, so of these things, and they've become a lot more actually yeah. viable, real, real options to have yeah. done. And we it would do ourselves a great service in relearning uh, what these things are. Silica technology, it's uh, it's yeah. keeping them clean, the efficiency of the Absolutely. of the actual face of the unit. Um, dirt is a big factor. Sure. So if uh, the sure. efficiency of a solar unit with uh, even a dust covering from North Dakota dust. That, that the chemistry in the actual cell itself has become better and better. Just like, and just like and a, the other thing is, is that when you start thinking about, hey, we can put a factory that makes them here and you can buy them and sell them. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now, you know. And then subsidize it. Yep. And which then, is happening on the East yeah. Coast. Now, does that, does that mean the government pays for it? Does, yes. Is that what subsidizing means? Yes. yes. So it wouldn't, okay, now now just freaking snowballing here. Rolling down the hill. Wouldn't it be best, and I don't know, but wouldn't it be best if that's more of like a free market competition thing where whoever, whatever company produces. Like Tesla? Whatever company produces the best solar cell and sells them for the less amount of money gets the business and, you know, sort of a capitalism type thing instead of just automatically handing that over to the government and saying pay for it. With my Actually, connection to oil and gas, it is almost a no, fucking, see, I don't know It's a suicide jump to say subsidize solar. Well, here's what the issue uh, is with that. Um, typically, as far as subsidies go, I believe that that would still go to anybody that meets the qualifications of the solar energy. Like if you produce the solar, solar energy, you'll get this much subsidies. However, sure. if your business fails, your business fails, you know. But what I'm saying is doling out public funds yeah. for something that might not need it. If it but if it can be that successful, yeah. it can be Why better. would we not go however, private though, market first? That's however, a good point. Though, be private market has you, been the, the seed of this country. That's however though, um I just go to oil subsidize. And oil and gas though did not get where they were getting by no. their own. No, no, no. Like, no, no. they were very heavily no, no, no. subsidized of course, of course. early early on. Because of the uh, volatility of the yep. of the market, or why? Um, no, because we had such a dependency on coal that when we went over to oil, then... Um, well, so, yeah. so, like, Congress saw it as an imperative, and thus they... Yep, they um, invest like the 1914s, 1920s, thereby, early 20th thereby, century. Thereby that was very push, heavily pushing along the private market, and even today, coal, coal and oil still receive subsidies to this no day. Doubt, no you doubt. know, yeah, that's interesting. No, no, right? Yeah. No. So just give the, uh, you know, don't bite the hand that fucking feeds you. Of course not. Never do. Um, but no. but uh, always looking forward for my children. Okay. Uh. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a dirty-handed man who will do what I have to do to make my life's to make my family comfortable. Right. But I also am uh, well educated yeah. and surrounded by people yeah. that know yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, and I also am very excited by technology. Yeah, you can you can yeah. you can work in an industry that that yeah. is a dirty it's a dirty necessity. That's what mm-hmm. oil is. Sure. Um, and to be honest though, it's not necessarily a, you know, we're automatically opposed to everything oil. It's just right. let's regulate it. Let's make sure that you know. Let's make sure that we do minimal damage. And if like we know that something's starting to you know, and, and let's let's let us plan for what we see as an inevitable future. But and let's right. stay fucking Part realistic too. Everybody future. wants yeah. their iPads delivered on Black Friday. Yeah. But yeah. at some point, but at some point, oil's gonna run out. Like no, that's just fact. It's a myth. Like, <laughs> it's a myth. Yeah. Sorry. But, 
There's well, for one yeah. thing. There's like we'll there's have a oil. Shitload of oil. There's yeah. a lot of fucking yeah. vegetation. There's a twenty thousand feet down, <laughs> and there's a lot of pressure still on that vegetation. There's a, lot of, a lot of oil left. Oil running out. I don't think that that should be. If if that's the way the world is working. Well, I, I mean, like we're talking twenty twenty twenty. You know, not twenty twenty. I'm talking twenty two hundred. Like hundred and fifty years from yeah, now. It's still something that you know, should be at our current consumption rates. We can you know, do better. And then something a little more clean. But I've heard. I don't know. I don't know enough to really make a statement. But I've heard on both sides of it that the oil is running out thing is bullshit. But Think that was about it. Much, that was, that, it's been the advent of directional drilling and fracking that, that has shown yeah. us that there's so much more oil that can be gotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, peak we've, oil. We've always known it existed, but we said, well, it just wasn't cost effective. You don't have the technology. Now we do. When right. when the fucking industry... And that uh, has opened up... Yeah. But when gas is 20 gallons... We, yeah. we kind of knew was there, when but we a, just knew yeah. we, we thought we'd never be able to get but to But when it. gas is $20 ga- dollars a gallon then it's probably not going to be as effective, you know, right. or, yeah. you know, when, then when, we might have to find alternatives. When it becomes a necessity, <laughs> yeah. you have to balance what our oper what do we need to operate yep. this machine that yeah. could obviously become volatile within 24 yeah. hours. And I think we high, lose a grid. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. That's what people don't understand is you walk around every day and this comfortable life that you live could very quickly change. It's held together with duct With tape electricity. Yeah. With electricity. We lose oh, yeah. electricity and everybody's fucked. How many people, how much of your fortune is in an electronic banking system? Yeah. All of it. Yeah, you want to see how, you want to see how My the world falls apart. My father cash out and puts it in no. a safe and I thought he was crazy. Yeah. Not fucking crazy. No, not crazy. No. Not but, crazy. um, like, if you want to see how things fall apart when you don't have electricity for a while, just look back at Hurricane Katrina. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was down there uh, in 2005. I actually uh, did guard work. Okay. Um, I was deployed to Gulfport, Mississippi for 45 days there. Okay. And Really? Yep. Um, I was there about a week after, so I didn't get to see, you know, the riots in New Orleans or anything right. like that. Most of the stuff this in Mississippi. This is some uh, New Orleans-inspired yeah. uh, music <laughs> from the flood. Carry on. Sorry. I'm just going to play yeah. in the background a little bit. Yeah, like Eric Connick Jr. or something? Yeah. No, no. it's the steel drivers. <laughs> yeah. To no. Talking about not being afraid of the water. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. And the shrimp and boats and whatnot. <laughs> but no, it, it was something else going down this there. This is an though. interesting yeah. thing to me because we all, I mean, let's be honest, you know, Chris, you, uh, you're in the industry. I'm in the industry. Yeah. Sam, uh, you might be more on the technological side of things, yeah. but you are definitely in the industry as well. Well, yeah, the, our, our job at Pedigree, we are heavily invested in oil. Like there is sure. no, we have an know, initiative yeah. toward it. Oh yeah, not no denying that. Um, and my family, bread and butter to my family's fucking yep. kitchen table. Thanksgiving oil bought Thanksgiving. Yeah. My whole life, you know, no. oil oil facilitated my grandpa's elect. It's going to be business. going on whether I'm there or not. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is, if I can be involved and be in charge, that I can mitigate some damage and be a responsible. Uh, presence rather than the possibly irresponsible irresponsible presence uh, that would be there if I wasn't doing that. Now, what do you feel about... Now, this is where I actually get to ask a question. Get it, so uh, get I'm it. actually going to take my chance here. Um, in Pennsylvania, just recently, they uh, had their first, uh, first recorded fracking earthquakes, actually. 
Um, what do you have to say about the uh, earthquakes caused by fracking? Do you what think evidence that North, do you have? Daco- it's, it's that North Dakota would be uh, involved? What in evidence it? you have, and why haven't earthquakes happened in North Dakota? It's certainly entirely like barely plausible, I suppose. Actually, if you found a fault line, if you found a fault line, and, and you fucked with it, a stupid amount of frack gel right onto the fault could you make it slide i mean you fought you i don't know if you know this sam but you may have fucking you've consulted an expert right um, exactly by no means an expert you're pretty not fucking in close not in fracking but, but the in follow-up uh, pretty much everything when else. the earthquake would happen that's your life <laughs> right i suppose yeah. most earthquakes that have happened in pennsylvania have happened under a similar operation because they don't know actually that well, was the not, first okay. earthquake um, what this. they're talking about is back here. Oklahoma has had a uh, yeah. record number of earthquakes so and how quickly after the fracking started after they started fracturing shale did right. the earthquake happen was it a uh, years down the road give me a, I, give, me a pathway, give me a pathway give me a path I think it's more, is, I think it's more calmative of, than anything I think we need to realize too that there's a matter of magnitude here in that like the average place, if you put a seismophone in the ground, like anywhere, you're going to experience a certain number of earthquakes like every single day. It, most of them are too small to be perceived by, like, they don't really shift really? anything. Yeah. Absolutely. The earth is moving around all the, the shifting, time. The seismic shifting scale is, like, like, exponential. It's, it's logarithmic. Yeah. Or logarithmic. Right. Sorry, So yes. as much as uh, a 2.0 is 10 times the energy of a 1.0. Really? And so on and so yeah. forth. So, like, a 10.0 is just... I'm, can imaginably big like 10.0 earthquake would be continental plates shifting and sliding like that that would be absolutely destruction of, on like a global scale uh, so your opinion sam do you do you believe that fracks cause earthquakes do you believe that well water is caused like gas and wells is caused by fracking by by because um my grandpa before oil was ever prominent uh in his area or farm we had wells on our farm that had natural yeah. gas that seeped. So I, I'm, I'd have to say that uh, I'm giving you the open. I'm giving you the floor here. I want you to state your case. I'd have to say that there's enough evidence to warrant some investigations. Absolutely. So there's um, no investigations being had. As far as I know, um, not independent, or I believe not uh, federally or statewide or anything like that. But I do believe that there is independent research no doubt going someone on. Someone is trying to get to the bottom. Yeah. Did Pennsylvania have fucking earthquakes before we fracked? I'm yes. Google it. I'm not the guy to ask. I really don't know. We opened a we opened have, up a whole can here. <laughs> you have uh, some areas. I don't know how to spell Pennsylvania. E N N S Y L V A N I A. Like I know places like Yankton, South Dakota, have experienced earthquakes because okay. they that made the news when I was living down in Sioux Falls, you know, in the mid '90s. Sure. And, you know. A lot of the place is not typically associated with earthquakes, like you know, um, you know your mi- your middle parts or mm-hmm. middle parts of the country. But like even uh, when you go over by Yellowstone, because there's so much you know volcanic activity, you'll right. see earthquakes there it's too. Pretty geologically active on the uh, on that side of. Uh, let's break this yeah. down to the bullshit factor. Yep. Like let's get some facts here. Susquehanna Valley. The Susquehanna Valley. Records of early earthquakes in the northeastern United States provide limited information on the effects of Pennsylvania until 19 or excuse me, hold on, 1737. Um, I spent some time in the yeah. The Indians weren't really good at record keeping for earthquakes. <laughs> I've right, spent yeah. some time uh, in the Pennsylvania oil field myself. 
Uh, you start to see a lot of the companies oh, that we you have see. an office there. But yeah, yeah. Pen- Pennsylvania Same was thing. actually one of the first places where they started, you know, drilling. It's for crazy oil. to see their operations because yeah. it is in yeah. a highly wooded area, okay. much like like a thick Minnesota, like we're used to right. seeing, like a northern Minnesota. Right. They fucking chop their way in and That's pop how holes, man. Canada. Yeah, up in the north. Yep. Over Fuck yeah, Alberta. Alberta. Yep. I used to build Canadian oil rigs. Oh, yeah. That was a profession of mine. I think that there might... Okay, so are you aware of modern fracking technologies? To some extent. I know you, that they inject what they inject brackish water into the mine to pressurize the, to pressurize the oil so that the oil will come up. Nope. You know, nope. Uh, not really. Am I... Nope. I mean... Welcome yeah, to the you, fucking you know, oil intervention. Pump down. Okay. Um, Hydraulic fracturing in a, sum of, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell. Okay. We send down a solution, okay, with a almost like an abrasive, okay, a miniature abrasive that opens up the pores of that's, shale rock. That's what holds. That's called a prop. A prop. Here, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't explain even, it. I, like, you know what? I don't even know no, why I started. I, I, I'd actually just like to hear the you know yeah. hear the process. He lives the life. Uh, you, first of all, the well is drilled, and the well is drilled about two miles deep, okay. straight down, and then it begins to curve. Horizontal, uh, directional it, it drilling. It goes from a vertical orientation to a horizontal How do they do that? Uh, very slowly. <laughs> it, it bends in about a degree. To a degree and they use, and a do they use water pressure to steer? Uh, that, that would be hydraulic. Uh, hydraulic steering head. Yep. And water is pumped through that. Well, drilling mud is pumped through that in order to run steer the, the bit as well as clear the, the shape. Slag or the uh, invert. They Whatever call it, it is that you're, that yep. you're drilling. Okay. So think of a think of a drill, okay? Yep. And if you change the style or the head of the drill where it grabs on the bottom but let's go on the top, grabs on the bottom but let's go on the top, right? Yep. It's going to well, turn. In this, in this case, you would stop rotating from your Kelly in order to build the, the, the curve. You stop rotating the drill pipe and you just pump high-pressure solution through that, causing the drill to run so that it goes down this way instead of... You can control instead of turning into a corkscrew. So, so if you had a fucking pressure washer and then you, the tip of it didn't have any water coming out of it at all, yeah. But you drilled a hole in the side of the pressure washer, and the way that you spin the pipe when it's spinning, if you keep it at one direction, where all of that pressure is coming out of the drill head, right? No. No. Okay, explain this to me. Well, no. He's gonna draw a picture. Uh, it's, it's, it's so Here. hard. It's okay, all, it's all good. Let's just say fairies and gremlins. Got, I, have fairies. Time, I have a hard time. I have a hard time explaining get, how it happens. We get, like, we I get the rough, well. We get the well. Let's drilled. just assume that it happens. Okay, yeah. no, 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 no. The well is there's, drilled. There's actually a driller that comes in and pokes yeah. a hole, and then there's actually directional drillers that come in and like steer the bit. So, aside from that, we don't need to get into the yeah, technicalities of it. There yeah. is there's some high pressure. I thought that, that you could easily explain, or that you no. I didn't mean like you couldn't explain it, but I thought that there was just a, you know, drilling easy, is pressure and weight. Sim- yeah, it's pressure and yeah. weight. And, and, and it's not even what we're talking about anyway. We get down right. to the frack. The frack Let's is, talk to the frack. Right. First, you, you perforate that casing so that now the casing is open so that as I'm pumping down through that tubing at the top, it's able to come out at the bottom, right? Okay. Now, at a certain point, I'm up, I'm pressuring up against that rock face. That rock face is shale. It's semi-permeable, but for the most part, it's like glass. Okay. As I pressure up against that, at a certain point, the wellhead and the well is designed so that I can pump hard on it, hard enough to crack that from the inside. So I've now just started shattered 
that uh, that shale, and that shale really only runs, I think, about ten feet deep. So that's why they drill through formations it of shale. Right, right. formation they of shale. They find it. Only runs about ten feet deep. Different technologies. Sure. Now, after I cracked that, I've used water pressure, pumping water down that hole. I've now cracked the shale, and we're pushing water out into the fissures created. By and there's crack, oil right? in that shale. That yes. Is, right. Microscopically. Think um, of shale yep. as like the center of a butterfinger. It's a sponge. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Think you're going to stick a syringe into a butterfinger. Like it is yeah. like a sponge. Yep. Yep. When I when a I very make, hard sponge, when I make but a all of those enormous cracks all the way down to little itty bitty cracks. Some are big. Some are small. Oil seeps out. Comes not, back. Not or, yet. Okay. We still have. We still have to pump down a slurry of gel. Which holds, like, imagine a cup full of gel, and you yep. put sand into it, stir it up, and the sand will stay. It doesn't settle out so fast, right? Mm-hmm. So we pump a mixture of gel and sand down, and the gel is what carries the sand out into my newly created fractures, my newly created cracks. After we let the pressure off of that, the gel is able to wash back into the wellbore and out through the surface, but the sand gets trapped in those cracks, holding them open. Okay. So Letting the oil seep through. We have increased the surface area of the rock face exposed yep. to the wellbore by a thousandfold. Yep. Thereby increasing the efficiency of that production tubing by uh, just in a. And you can't it, do it, that. It, from, like it just doesn't work. Drill, to, like, it works like crazy. Yep. So they go down with the pipe and then they turn. They because go horizontal I, and then they run it out and then yeah. they have like wireline crews or they they essentially blow holes in this. Yeah. Now we'll holes in this tube, so it's right. like it's like a Slurpee straw. Yeah, was to go down to the bottom of Slurpee, okay? And mm-hmm. as it melts, it's gonna you're, say your Slurpee your Slurpee straw had a ninety degree angle at the bottom of it. Yep. They send down little explosives into your Slurpee mm-hmm. straw and blow fucking holes in them, so that you can extract oil from a larger surface area. Right. So that's not just one pump. We we go through several stages. You start so, at the toe of that well and work back towards the heel. Now, an interesting question about this when you say what there's sand left in there basically in yeah. place of the shale. Yeah. Now, it's holding, yeah, holding it. Okay. Up. There's a there's now, a uh, there's let's a extrapolate this. There, there's a few oh, things that go down. Okay. Right. There, there's a uh, anti let's, there's a there's a thing that kills plants, there's a thing that kills rust. For the there's sake of argument. bacteria. So basically a soup of sand and whatnot, right? A slurry. A slurry, yeah. slurry, yeah. Yeah. Now, what's to say that this isn't um What's to say that if you don't do this over time, that the sand can settle, and that possibly is what creates the earthquakes? Uh, I think if you do enough of that, have enough sand in the ground right. to make and it unstable, yeah. and then as it settles, okay. I'm, I'm not a, that, I'm not yeah. a geophysicist. Yeah. There's, there's nothing yeah. in my mind that says that's impossible. Yeah, you have to you have to realize though that there is yeah. a lot that can uh, move and implode. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of it, yeah. Sure. So and for then, that to affect the surface, yeah, we're talking. Um, what's the range? Uh, I mean, the range of wells. This is actually the just coming is from a deeper well. The this is coming well. from a point of complete ignorance. So my just too, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. me too, really. Yeah. You know, so back, you know, Pennsylvania earthquakes, fracking. Um, by the time they frack, the only part of yeah. the shale that they're moving is the part that they want to. Yeah, everything is uh, cased. Or, now, or protected past, past. So they put a casing and, and down. Because yeah. now that around that casing, there is an annulus. There's a front side. There's an annulus. There's like a oh, there's a barrier. Okay, so think of this. <laughs> several yeah. barriers. Seri- no. Several barriers. You several stick barriers. a pipe down in the ground. Yeah. Okay, so then we're gonna stick a pipe down. We're gonna put a smaller pipe in. Then we're gonna 
Yeah. Concrete that pipe, cement the first cement one, that yeah, into the and ground. Then stick another one with pressures with pressures on the outside of that pipe, so all the action is happening in the yeah. center pipe. Yeah. If any, if there's any breach on the center pipe um, at all, there's a pressure yeah. being there's a pressure being monitored right. um, from the inside actual where the oil comes out okay. to a fluid barrier mm-hmm. uh, to a casing. So if there's anything that happens, there is at least I know when I watched fucking. Yeah. Uh, I watched the BP yeah. oil spill. What's that called? Sure. Uh, the new Deepwater movie. Horizon. I watched Deepwater yeah, Horizon, it. and you definitely seen a fuck yeah. up there. Um, you fuck. Yeah. You seen a fuck up with the cement. You seen a uh, yeah. cutting corners. So I see that it's right. available. But tech, drilling and fracking technology in its in its purest form, in the form that it's designed. Right. You know what? You can fucking yeah. design a concrete building, and if John shows up to work and doesn't feel like yeah, and then we show back ten percent, then we're back. And he's only mixing, he's only mixing so now. much concrete into the fucking water, and he gets a little bit loose. Yeah, and, and that's where we go back to regulation. He fucking loves Marsha. Yeah. Yep. There's always the human element. Yeah. Oh so yeah. We it comes down to discussion of, of two different things: is the theory of the technology, and then the uh, execution by the right. company that's trying the to fucking do it for of the money. Company. Yeah, the protocol. Okay, so, so uh, I agree let's, with you. The protocol, yeah. I disagree with you. Okay, the yeah, actual no. technology, I disagree with you. The theory is there. Whether the theory is upheld and corners are cut and houses are built with fucking shitty right. infrastructure—that's a you yep. know, analogy. That that's possible. So I'm giving you that, Sam. But right. the fracking technology and the oil technology—you uh, know—I I don't. Well, on the whole, it's very, very, very good. Yeah, no. Uh, let's. There's uh, some real smart people. Actually, the, there are some tremendously smart yeah, people involved. Let's uh, let's actually transition from this because you know I said hey, there's a headline saying Pennsylvania right, had its yeah. first headline. Let's uh, let's talk about you know sensationalist headlines and that type of stuff. How to <laughs> see how see what I did there? The, the reason that I like yeah. having you, Sam, is because we always have a common factor in the question being asked. Yeah. I've never heard you arise a question that that didn't need to be discussed. You always have a little bit of like a little bit of clout or or like uh, built up you know facts and, and things like that to bring to the table. So yeah. you're you're a concerned person. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think that uh, I can always agree with you on some. Some waveform. Oh yeah, yeah, some level. Yeah. So like, You're like, oh my god, I'm agreeing with Sam. What oh the hell is what wrong with What the fuck me? is going on? Good story, Sam. Yeah. God damn it, he was right. There's no. always this rolling joke about at work, and everyone's always like, "Good story, Sam Wagner." But that's just because they're uh, not capable of delving into like the mental um, taxation that it takes on your brain to like keep up with him. Sure. So it's like a cop out to say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." This this conversation is getting way too serious, and it's yeah. about real things that affect real people in our future. Right, yeah. I cannot handle this mental depth, yeah. and uh, I'm going to make fun of you. Right. That's fucking bullshit. That's yeah. why I have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Because that should never be looked past. You've got to yeah. have. You got to be able to have that when so, it's time. Fake news. So let's talk some of the fake news. Like, <laughs> I just want to give yeah. that. I just yeah. want to put that out there before. I appreciate the next that. <laughs> um, but like. Let's talk about some of these headlines that you see because you see so much clickbait. You see so much, you know, just random stuff. Like I saw, I saw a headline just recently, a couple days ago, where they, where they had the, you know, cr- the trash cleanup at the Dakota Access Pipeline, 
And I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm let's, glad you brought it up. Let's let go on the. We'll wait. <laughs> let's talk the. Let's talk the safest topic I know: the Dakota Access Pipeline. It's Nothing to vis. Not a hornet's nest at all. <laughs> it's in our backyard. Yeah, uh, but uh, Rub works fucking fifty. What an hour from the whole situation. Yeah. Two hours. Take, yeah. One of the most. Yeah. To like Watford City area. That yeah. area. One of the most sensationalist headlines that I saw on this recently was. Um, it was a headline that said, uh, people are looking for dead bodies oh, in the great. Dakota Dakota Access Pipeline trash. They, they tied their grandmother yeah. to a chair and she's <laughs> dead in the trash. Right. And, and that just comes across to me as, you know, so ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know, you can pretty much say that you're looking for anything in the trash. Yeah. What I think really happened to it was more along the lines of, Hey, we're just checking your trash to make sure that it meets the requirements when we take it to the landfill. And obviously, but one of those checking re- it for bodies. Yeah. Well, one of those requirements obviously is not having dead bodies. But that one's going to sell the most headlines. Course, you know, right, that's going to yeah. get the most clicks. Of yeah. course, you know. No radioactive, no radioactive material. Like, yeah. Oh, did they oh, check for dead they're, bodies they're when they cleared radio- out Woodstock? Did you hear that? Yeah. They're looking for radioactive material. Nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah. Did they access- rifle through the tents and the garbage of Woodstock to look through to look for dead bodies? Was that a fucking? Was that a news headline? Yeah. No, there was. No. Yeah, in fact, the, the yeah. headline was "No violence reported." Really? Yeah. yeah. Looking for bodies. Yeah. Well, you know, and you see that a lot. Um, one of the other things that you'll see with clickbait is it preys on human curiosity. Like you'll so. never believe what happened. I in use this, that in the podcast. You know? yeah. I'm like, Sam, divorce me. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> we get past that in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't, but she, yeah. but it was a it's metaphor. The third time this week. Yeah. <laughs> Brenton talks some, about something so controversial. Your yeah. jaw will right. drop. Yeah. Click yeah. now to see trouble what in is. paradise. <laughs> yeah. oh. Human trafficking in our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> use the parent fear that's always yeah. a good one you know your children could be at oh, risk definitely, oh yeah. definitely you want to fuck with somebody put the, yeah. mi- put, put the idea in somebody think of the children fuck, their kids. fuck with their kids yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck no. with not fuck yeah. I'm editing that no I'm they're not both pretty bad, both both bad. You're, getting both atten- bad. you're getting attention either way hold yeah. on wait a minute let me put my Xbox controller down someone's trying to fuck my kid <laughs> where do I sign not on my watch yeah not on my watch I don't even have kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this you guy over fucking here. Guy over here. <laughs> you have time to absorb knowledge. Yeah, I have time I have... to absorb fucking Daniel Tiger. <laughs> I know what happens if you got to go potty. I yeah. you have to stop and go that right was away. That song you were singing earlier. If you have to go potty, stop and go right away. Oh my! Over, God. flush, under, and flush, around, yeah. and through. Me and Sam, no. <laughs> we both have kids the same age. Wow. So let's talk about Dakota Access Pipeline. Cops um, are clearing them out. Yep. Uh, they started a fire today. Because they wanted to, uh, they wanted to, okay. I'm, <clears throat> from I have what a bit I of told, native, I'm, uh, I have native blood in my family. Um, I have a lot of native friends. I grew up in my own Dakota. I work with a lot of gentlemen from Belcourt and Dunseith. Um, I spent oh. a lot of time in Newtown. Um, I have much respect for uh, the tribe. Shit, yeah. Exactly. I just want to put that out there. Yep. Um, I like shamanism, so I kind of have to like native peoples. <laughs> I I used to go to the municipal ice rating ice skating rink in Minot, right next to Sunnyside, is where I went to school, and there was a guy that ran the rink there that offered tobacco to the gods every morning. Sure. And mm-hmm. so he was a large influencer, uh, and just like talking to me. The first uh, 
the first influence I had about Native American culture and religion, I guess you could call it religion or belief, yeah. was him. And he told me about Shamanism. what he believed in, and I thought it was so intriguing, this like eight or nine-year-old kid. Isn't it? This guy made Still my... Still is, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Still is. Fucking A. Uh, and I, he was a very peaceful guy. He was very, very, like one of the more like caring and loving and his just mm-hmm. his idealism i hadn't in 1990 fucking seven right people weren't about shouting their ideals yeah and this guy's yeah. offering tobacco and you know so i just want to yeah. say that i have utmost respect for sure. uh, all native americans but when i see a uh dreadlocked fucking like ha- you know fully woke individual yelling shit at the cops uh on a live on a buzzfeed live it's like you guys need to get fucking organized. Yeah. What are you talking it's about? It's cool if you have something to say, but like like Brent just said, yeah. just get organized for the love of God. You guys haven't really holding a fucking out. public yeah. road is not... That don't work. Yeah. You can't do that. No. That's not cool. No. Get somebody yeah. in office. Um, organize. Yeah. Use your money towards social media. And do it... And I and I have to step well, back here too. If I was involved in DAPL, I would do it differently. This is how I see the world. I like to see things from people's perspectives okay i can jump into anybody's seat so let's say mm. you had you had total control of the dakota access pipeline protest yep how would you run it oh this is fun let's go for that <clears throat> how would i run the dakota access pipeline yep i would bring in um i would bring in uh a, a panel of people um who have div- uh, essentially given their life to environmental testing um like no outside money, I would get their opinion on it. I would get, I would get like really, I would get um, educated on the process. I would like to see some pipeline data from the first pipelines that were ran in the United States, and I would go that way about it. And um, if I if I ran the Dakota Access Pipeline, I would probably, I would probably um, stop with the like front facing media war. I would probably take my. Um, I would take my resources to lawyers. I would take my resources to uh, tribal councils. I would take my resources to that. Typically, is happening right now. Yeah. Yep. But the problem is, is that the oil, the tribes are very in, involved in oil. And they're well, they're yep. they've developed such well, a bad public image now. They can't make and, money from it anymore. And in order to elicit the change that you are that you're after, as uh, you know, this no DAPL and uh, the entire water protector. Uh, you know, modality behind um, the reason for protest has been tainted, and they're giving themselves a very much bad reputation and a, and a bad no. image. I want to answer your question, Sam, and uh, it's kind of an evil answer. But In this is, if you really wanted to be, if, if, if this is the professional Brendan who's played the game for a little while, right. yeah, I would make sure that everybody that showed up on a news camera was educated. That's yeah. the first thing that I would do. I would take the people uh-huh. that look like they're fucking high out of their brain. Right. And good for you. Get high, but go yeah. back. Go do it at your fucking house. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to get woke or if you're going to fucking mind alter yourself, maybe that has a lot to do with it. And, and I don't, I'm not against that at all. But if time I'm going to run a place, no, if I'm going to time and a place, right, yeah. Chris? Right. You, time and place. Set if and if I am the leader of, of the Dakota Access Pipeline, I'm making sure that the BuzzFeed Facebook live feeds on the front lines. I'm going to make sure that I put a fucking lawyer in a North Face jacket yeah. in front of everybody that's protesting. Right. Number one. You have to wage yeah. the publicity. Wave. Exactly. And I would You're make sure that like crazy yeah. right. And now. you guys you have guys so like much assholes. fucking money. I think a lot of so money much fucking is being, money. I think a lot of money, though, is being spent on the anti-Dakota Access Pipeline. 
life, and they're line. being made to look like yeah. assholes. But what's but but they're being represented in the public eye by people that don't get any of that money, that just yeah. don't have anything fucking better to do. Right. Yeah. And good for them though. Mm-hmm. You your purpose is there, but you're you have no gusto. You have no. You're playing chess. Yeah. They're playing chess. You're playing, you're playing checkers. checkers. Yeah. 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 I do believe. So that that's the, what I would change. I think the leaders. The way to under, fucking drop yeah. it on me. That was a good one. I think the le- my heart skipped. Good I response. think the leaders. Yeah, I think the leaders know what they're doing. To be honest, with Dakota Access Pipeline, well, they're not fucking. They're not well, doing it right. However, they leaders know what they're doing, but they don't know yeah. how to lead. Get right. the fucking get the people that can't answer yeah. questions out of the fucking media spotlight yeah. right now. Yeah. Agreed. But the one thing that I did Guys find, I. Uh, when I was, and I follow probably some of the media that doesn't always. No, you know, I follow it too. Yeah, you, the, I, I look at both sides. Yep. Um, one of the things that I saw with it was they actually had, you know, um, when they were first allowing people onto the camp, like this is when, uh, oh, what's his name who played the Hulk? Uh, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo um, went over and visited. And they had like all of those cars and all those people driving yeah. there and all that. Um, they actually had. Jill Stein you know, was there about that time. Yeah, Jill Stein. That's a whole nother freaking. That happened. I can you know, um, I did not like the fact that somebody who was running for president just went in oh, there, went and spray painted so on tasteless. A, yeah, it was bad. And then just ran off. Yeah, that's not very, what we. Very, very, very like, like that was horrible. I mean. Any respect I had for the Green Party at that moment uh, right. just freaking went out the window. But um, when they were, my point back to it was uh, when they got there, they actually had a sign of all of the rules on the camp that said, like, hey, if you're here to, you know, try and talk to the leaders and tell them, hey, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out and protest and I'm going to do all that. Just go mm-hmm. home. Like, we, right, you yeah, know, we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need you. Like, you want to come. You basically have to follow our rules. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think, too, what happens with, you know, the later stages of the Dakota Access pri- Pipeline. I'm talking, like, post-Trump presidency Dakota Access Pipeline protest was, I think... They, Pre or post? Post. Okay. Like, because I think, you know... With the whole Obama administration and they, you know, stopped it and they're all woo celebrating and all that, but they're still staying there. I think everybody on that camp knew that once Trump gets in, heck, they could be reenacting wounded knee at this point, you know, like um, just for those who don't who don't know, wounded knee was a was one of the worst Indian U.S. government-related tragedies in U.S. history. Um, It was basically when crazy... uh, I want to say the last of the Indian camps were down in South Dakota, and the government basically massacred 179 like men, women, and children. I remember reading about or hearing about this on uh, History on Fire. Yeah, and... That was crazy. Just to kind of give you a little background, but... Um, Daniele Bellelli so yeah. oh. but you can't compare that to what's happening can you I seriously think you could if they let it get out of control it could definitely be another wounded knee but right now I'd say the way it ended no it's nowhere near wounded knee I would right. say it's um, one of the more comparable events that 
happened with this was actually up in Williston uh, in the 1940s. There was they were going to build one of the dams that made I think it was Lake Sakakawea, if I remember correctly. Um, but anyway, the Mandan River Reservation, they actually had two two sites where they could have had the dam. One site would have flooded Williston. The other site would have flooded the Indian reservation. Mm. And they basically protested that fought a long legal battle. And then, uh, it ended up basically being, you know, and the Mandan Indians, what was really tragic about this story was that they totally bought into like, I hate to say it any other way, but the white way of life. Like right, sugar they, liquor. No, they uh, <laughs> no, you kidding. know, they had their towns. They had a bunch of little farms. TV, and yeah. actually, uh, that that ground area around the Missouri River that was like their ancient homelands sure. and everything. And they had a bunch of little farms. They were self sustaining. It was good land. It was fertile land, and they put the dam there. And they basically said, "Yeah, your she entire don't. town." your entire town and everything's going to flood. So they had a bunch of archaeologists come and extract as much, you know, as much of the artifacts as they could from that Mm -hmm. area. And then, yeah, flooded. And, um, there was a really good, this happened where, uh, it was outside of Williston at the Indian reservation. So new town, the old town called Sanish. That, yeah, that that is just outside of Newtown. Yeah. Oh, the sign for it so is... the old the the name Newtown came from Sanish. Yeah, which Sanish was flooded, and then there's remnants of the old town called Sanish, which you can yeah. now there's a there's a memorial in Newtown where you can overlook Sanish, which is now Newtown. Yeah, there's actually a cool picture. Wow. Um, most, most times I spent in Newtown, I had no idea. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm look up uh, Native now. American flooding treaty on on Google and I think there's a really good picture. This is a picture that they showed me at my Native American studies in college. Okay. Um I graduated with a bachelor's in history degree at Valley oh, cool. at Valley City State University. That's and, a good degree to have, man. History is so fascinating. And uh what they uh what they did for that class was they showed me this picture and it's one of the, you know, one of those images that you see that just kind of, that just kind of stick with you for yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, go to your images. Yeah. That one right there. I'll post this on, uh, on the is, Twitter and on the Facebook. If there's anything that a picture says a thousand words, like. That guy's fucking crying. Yeah. Who's crying? Um, that was one of the uh, leaders of the council or of the council back in the day. So he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, just Admiral Hyman Rick over on the right. Yeah, look at you. Really? Yeah. yeah. There Na- we go. I'm a Navy historian. Yeah. This is this. So I'm going to post this, but you see, um, who's who's signing the document? I actually do not know who's signing the document, to be honest. You see a man uh, surrounded by many suited men, and then you see a man in a uh, pinstripe. The three on the left are smiling Native Americans, and they are not smiling. Wait, no, wait. Right, yeah, There's nobody smiling. Themselves. Nobody's yeah. really enjoying You have Native themselves. Americans in the background, um, like tribal members, it looks right. like. And then you have a man uh, to, the, to the right of the person signing the document, and he is, he's very upset. Weeping, Weeping, I would say, would be the best. That way is a very see. powerful picture. Yeah, right. Like that. So, do you think that? Um, 
what makes the Dakota Access Pipeline different from any other oil situation? Do you fi- do you think that, in your honest opinion, Sam, was this really an issue that they needed to fight for, or did they just have nothing fucking better to do at the time? I think it was worth. I'm gonna be. Fighting. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna be yeah. candid. I'm gonna. I'm cut the bullshit. This is podcast. Yeah. You know, I don't have to fucking pl- pl- politically correct or not. This one's not going on my LinkedIn. If you had yeah. given them like any reason to kind of be uh, uppity about anything, they'd have taken it. And in in so you know, and I'm, I don't mean to generalize, but there's a lot of uh, recreational outrage involved with stuff like this. A well, lot yeah. of recreation. But is it is it fueled, is it fueled actually by the Native media. Americans or is it fueled by outside it's groups that stroking I, your own ego? Half yeah, the time. You're like you have I, a purpose, you just me, didn't know where it me. was. I'm, I'm so good. I think this I'm is so your time. Good. It's There's your time to that. stand. I think There's Hollywood was yeah. kind of. Look at well, me! I'm yeah. so good. I stand with the water protectors. Blah blah blah. Love me, love me. There's a people lot of like lip how, However, though, I will say Bernie. There's, there's people like too. Bernie I don't from the outside. To, I, I do not you know, mean to take away no, the people who do feel. But I do very think there was uh, there was some bandwagoning with this. Absolutely, there was. Of course, there was. However, it still is. I will say this: like the claims that these people were paid to protest, that you know they were just out there to you know because a- they were trying the to aid the liberal media. Is, yeah. Very, very real. Like, that happens. I so you don't w- think anybody was paid. After those blizzards and that like negative <laughs> negative uh negative temperatures they that they're at. They weren't paid enough, right? Like <laughs> yeah, hundred G's <laughs> yeah, like, in a fucking ice castle. <laughs> like seriously. If you're gonna live in a TV almost freezing to death in sub zero. There's probably money involved. In a, no. Oh no, that's like, not what you're saying. Um, no, like only principle until it became uh, actually physical inhibit inhib- because I'll inhibit- tell you this much: in- yes. if I was paid a thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars, and it got you know where I'm sleeping in a teepee at negative twenty degrees, and I'm like getting paid, and I'm like, no. So it was for. So would you say it's for? Uh, more I think of a spiritual enlightenment. I think some of them were, but like I, I, I watched the BuzzFeed feed today, and they said However, my friend was arrested while he was praying. Yeah. However, Do you think he was was he praying to pray, or was he praying uh, to uh, ch- so that the um, Morton County Sheriff's Department wouldn't put him in handcuffs and charge him federally? Because North Dakota has recently changed uh, has changed their legislation that says they've changed the law that that makes uh, what they're doing a felony. Correct? Have you heard um, anything about this? That is actually. No. No, that is actually under um, in committee and up for votes right now. Um, one of the couple of the protesting laws that are coming up right now are actually going to be um, one. This was actually killed in the house, so it should have no chance of passing. If you block a roadway, um, the driver has. Basic, the pedestrians don't have the right of way anymore. The driver has the right of way, so you can basically say, due to negligence, if you accidentally hit a protester, you can't be held responsible. You can't be held responsible. However, this one was killed, and I think this is that different. That, what I'm talking about, though, the one I'm talking about, however, is that there's another it makes one. it a federal offense. Yeah, there are three to, impede, to yep. impose on a. There um, are actually three bills. I was talking. Sorry, about. I'm sorry. The, this is the first one. I got ADD. I'm jumping yep. the gun. You're jumping the gun here. This one, uh, yep. (laughs) This one here was killed, um, killed in the house. And in all reality, I think that was probably a good decision because the way that the bill was written, you could run a kid over and not be held liable for it. 
you know, it was poorly, it was poorly worded. And at the same time, like, shoot, you can use this the other way around too. Like, Hey, the Red River Valley abortion clinic, you know, women's clinic. If you're holding your vigil out there, that's right next to a street. Oh, I'm a little negligent today. Is there, is there any uh, like, is there any stipulations between a sidewalk and a street? It takes me yeah. back to the old saying, like, if you don't like but if my you're, driving, stay off the sidewalk. But yeah, but if you're negligent, you can get on the sidewalk. A negligent drive, any good huh. lawyer will be able but to. But a walking you know, path and a yeah. public uh, 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 area of space, uh, to, you know, um, set aside or determined as a vehicle traffic area are yeah. two different things well so. that's just going to be for the courts to decide <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> no, no uh, objection yeah but he was no. on the sidewalk yeah eating a hoagie <laughs> and you hit him with your fucking pinto right. he was broke he looked like yeah. a protester You're a fattest he was chubby yeah. <laughs> he did not like my right to be thin <laughs> So once again, we have gotten into second a, law. We've uh, entered into a realm that could probably end up being a series of episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I just I can't help but like be thankful for like the amount of different opinions that we have towards certain things. Sure. Yeah, um, this has been a very good discussion, and I, li- yeah. I like. Uh, I'd like to pick back up on this. We need a part two. Um, so I just want to recap that uh, the, the Dakota Access Pipeline is fine. Uh, no Indians are being harmed. Trump is the best president that the United States has ever seen. He's going to make everything great. Everything's going to be great again. Don't worry. I'm he'll just fix, kidding. He'll fix everything. And Heidi Heitkamp is a bandwagoner who is jumping Turncoat on trainer. coal. No. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. just kidding. But we are bringing things that, that very much affect everybody. Um, we are bringing things that, that you might not pay attention to, or if you do or don't, but... We're, we're just like a couple of working gentlemen right. trying to get a grasp we're on what the fuck too, is man. going on around us. And we want to make the right decisions and we want to do what's right. Yes. Um, th- thank you guys so much for coming. Fuck, thanks for we need me. to work this out again. That We might have started like a little, uh, a little, uh, um, a little political forensics tribe oh, yeah. where we, we just we pull up political issues and we just we take a, uh, a blue collar slash white collar slash, slash everyday irreverence. Joe look at the I, way I that things are completely irreverent. Hey, uh, I, I don't try, I try not to espouse political beliefs. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, I try, you know, I don't I'm, think we really my... espoused any political beliefs. We right, studied right, right. and analyzed yeah. this with a little bit of logic and a little totally bit of okay. like what we've been led to believe and yeah. the little information that we I found along the way. Science, logic and evidence. Exactly. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Environment. Cause yeah. we live in the environment that this play, these things are played taking place. Right. Everyone can have an opinion about it, but you were here. Yeah. You know, we're living it with a, this is paying our bills. We're voting for this. You have yeah. a movement with the round table NPL. Um, uh, can I make a few plugs with this? Yes. For, uh, yes, please do. Um, and then follow along because um, we have going to have plugs as well. I've actually been uh, working with a lady na- by the name of Jessica Dreyer and she's been doing uh, what's been called uh solidary sat her sanctuary Saturdays. Um, and they are basically being held at the first Saturday of each month. So March 4th, the first Saturday of April, I believe that's April 6th. You got a cal- you got a calendar that you can pull up? Uh yes. Yes, I do. What are we looking at? What are we looking at here? You would like Um a- just a calendar for the first Saturday of April and May. And they are actually being held um, over 
three cities. So if you're not from Fargo, you can do it elsewhere. Um, let's see here. What's happening on these days? Um, they're basically a meeting place for people who want to expose change the Democrats, uh, progressive ideals. Um, so that would be, I believe April. I think April 8th, April 6th. I'm really sorry if I'm wrong. So it's in May, April uh, 8th, May 6th. And, um, so the first, the first, uh, Saturday of each month. I believe so. Let me. So that's uh, the eighth, the sixth, and the tenth. Or no, wait, the, the eighth, other... eighth, the eighth, the sixth, and the third. And where are these people meeting? Um, there is actually a website for that. I'm pulling that up right now. Rub, get your plugs. Yep. On. Oh, uh, well, you can catch some of my content on the Good Talk podcast. The Good Talk podcast. We are on. Oh God, YouTube. Everything. Libsyn, uh, SoundCloud, like Podcast Addict. If you have uh, an a lot Android of phone. lot of listeners on SoundCloud, uh, Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. Thing. Um, we have I, I have my own podcast with my friend uh, Jonah Lanto. We have shout a out to Jonah. Shitload of fun doing our job. Oh, you guys are doing big things. You're opening up. Uh, it's just so much fun. It's like something about opening up um, the like. Uh, just like opening the gates to uh, new ideas, yeah. um, new ways of thinking, yes. new ways of solving problems. Yes. It's very exciting. I don't know anyone that's el- anyone else that's doing it. You guys do it with a, a standard of class and humor and entertainment that cannot be matched by anybody else. I must I'm, say, I'm uh, so humbled to hear that. Like, you know, we don't we don't edit our stuff. We don't. It's so organic. Everything you hear on the Good Talk is is recorded just as it came out of our mouths. We don't really change any. We we don't change anything, and just there it is. Like there's our episode. It's awesome. All right, I've got it. Uh, Solidary Saturdays are create a space for North Dakota progressive organizations to gather and support for one another during the legislative session. They also give us a chance to collaborate, learn, and discuss hot hot issues in North Dakota. Most importantly, it's an opportunity for ND residents to learn how to become active in their community. So if you want to get involved in politics, this is probably one of the places to to come come out there. Where can we go? Fargo, they have it at the Red Raven. um, Coffee shop downtown? Yep. From 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So, and then Bismarck. Where are you going, Sam? uh, This one, I actually have guard drill on. so You have to serve your country instead. Yeah, which is um, much more important. And then, uh, yeah, the uh, the Democratic reorganization party is actually going to be on that Saturday, so I'm going to take my afternoon off and go run. And then I've got an Airman's banquet the night of. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, if you would actually you got would, uh, one of our civil notes. engineering. Uh, I'd love for you to take chairman. notes and report yeah. back on what. What yep. happens there? Um, at Bismarck, if you want to get involved, it's at the Univer- Unitarian Universalist Church at 818 East Divide Avenue in Bismarck, North Dakota. And what's Dakota. the date on that one? Um, same day. Um, at Grand Forks, at, at Archives Coffee House at 3012 University Avenue, Grand Forks, North Dakota, 58203. And then they're having more of these on... This is a reorganization yep. of the Democratic Party? No, no, this is... Oh. This is the Solidary Saturday. Solidary Saturday. Yep. And 
They're going to have one on April 1st and May 6th as well if you can't make it to those. Just a quick recap. Solidary Saturdays. Solidary Saturdays. <laughs> Fargo, Bismarck, and Grand Forks. And it, it is March what? March 4th. When I show up, 12th. what am I expecting? Um, and when you're showing up, if you want to participate, you want to discuss hotbed issues, you want to net. Step on the soapbox. Step on the soapbox. You want to yell for five. Motherfuckers. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Actually, can, please I can be civil. to the proletariat? Yes. Stop with the fucking Hatchimals. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. Down with the bourgeoisie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eviscerate the proletariat. <laughs> now you're going to see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> I like it. Help, help. I'm I being like repressed. <laughs> we, we like to keep... Like our archipelago and then uh, my good like... buddy, uh, Dustin David Pryor, is also... Shout out to Dustin David Pryor. DDP. Hopefully he's going to come Enter- and... Uh, we're going to get him on. We got to get him on too at some point. Does he do yoga? I <laughs> no, do. He does not. I do DDP He's yoga. He's actually a volunteer. DDP I know does. So. I do. He's I'm a, a firm fucking doer. Of, I, I do DDP yoga That's on the regular. Shit, I'm uh, 45 days in, 38 pounds lost. Yoga? Yoga's I can, real. Uh, I, can yep. flat, I can flat palm the ground standing straight up. And uh, oh, yeah, wow. I'm uh, I'm a wow. nimble. I've become a yeah. quite. I'm going to. It changed nimbly, my life. Nimbly, bimbly, Brent. Changed my That's fucking awesome. life, man. No, but but we uh, this is over, guys. We have yep. to reassemble. This is a gathering of the minds yep. of some of the finest minds I know. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for okay. taking a break from the great uh, from the good talk and uh, coming to my neck of the woods a little bit farther east to uh, give your insight and balance I, on I what. I intend on making this my neck of the woods. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. very soon. Yeah. So Jonah, we're gonna arm wrestle for him. Just kidding. Oh. But you can have him, but I'm yeah. gonna take him on vacation every once in a while. All right. I'm gonna send him with a wireless mic into the oil field, so it's we can good really to be get wanted. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do field reviews. We're gonna do. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Exposés. You're gonna see a Facebook feed from Chris Rubb that's like Dakota Access Pipeline I've with a bag of Cheetos near from Highway <laughs> 85. I'm just. Kidding. I've never been anywhere near it. Me neither. Sam, thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, you obviously have a, a, a pretty good stake in the show. Um, you you're following the co- uh, the roundtable deep uh, d- uh, the roundtable NPL. That's the nonpartisan league. Um, the events that you were that you have uh, talked about. Get involved. Get informed. Um, you know, uh, if you, you, you can't talk about politics unless you learn and read and do these things. Uh, so thank you once again, Sam, for coming in and just giving us a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, uh, an in-depth kind of uh, working man's uh, visual of, of the political environment. And I'm always happy to have Rub here. I'm always happy to have Chris. This was a blast, buddy. Thank you. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do it again real soon. Um, yeah. Thank you guys very much. Uh, you know, buckle up, spade and neuter your pets, <laughs> and keep it between the lines. All right. Good Keep night. your stick Keep on your the stick ice. Stick on the ice. <laughs> <laughs>